you want to hear the story about the beach? The beach? Yeah, the beach. What's what's so interesting about the beach? Look, I'll tell you about the beach. Like, guys, I'm scared about what happened at the beach. No. This is such like a first world problem. problem. Yeah, like <laughs> this is like peak first world problem. Beach umbrella beach, anxiety. Beach umbrella anxiety. I'm scared my beach umbrella is going to fly away. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Not Gonna Mess This Up, a podcast on how to get through life and all the shit that comes with it. We've got real people with real stories on the mistakes they've made and the lessons they've learned, including the good, the bad, and the ugly. So take notes, guys, because we're not gonna mess this up. I'm your host, Juni, and today joining me, I've got... Yoshi. Yoshi. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me on. No worries. So I think what we'll do is we'll get a little bit about yourself, Yoshio. So how do I know you and who are you? And we want to know everything about Yoshio and yeah, who is getting, he is. This is getting real deep and personal. I don't think I was ready for this today. <laughs> um, but yeah, so essentially how I'm on is I'm Danny, I'm Danielle's cousin. So, you know, the host, the host, the hostess. She she does it good. She does it good. The hostess with the mostess. Hostess with the mostess. So I'm here because of her and realistically just to support her and her, and her podcast. Um, but also, I think ultimately, I love talking, and so being on something like this and being able to kind of share experiences or just life stuff um, is always really, really enjoyable. And I think that allows just the people to kind of relate to me a bit more and hopefully learn something from it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's super awesome. So, okay, first of all, let's start off with how old you are, Yoshio. How old are you, my dear so cousin? Let's just do a quick introduction. So I'm turning 23 this year. So I'm born in 1999. What a baby. Um, just made it. Just, yeah. ma- just made it. November 1999. Um, you know, if anyone's curious, I am a Sagittarius. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't really know. Um, I'm an ENTP. I don't know. MV- MVTI. MVTI. I don't know. I don't know what that stuff is. Oh my God. Um, I'm a Slytherin. Um, you know what? Save it for later. I'm, I'm trying right? to. I'm trying to think about what else you know people might want to understand or know about me. I'm on this podcast, which is interesting, considering I feel like it's about people who've gone through a lot of experience and been through a lot of things. And yeah. I, I think back to my age, I'm like, oh shit, I'm pretty young, which is a great thing. But also, I guess I do have some life experience to kind of, I guess, shine some light on, which is great. That's and awesome. I think I think I've been through shit, some shit, <laughs> and and I guess here we are. You've been through a lot of shit, and I think that that's why. You know, it'd be so great to have you and kind of like talk through the things that you've gone through Uh, and hopefully kind of like everyone else can kind of listen to this and feel, you know, like they're not going to mess it up. But that's life. You just got to mess it up and then you go from there. (laughs) Wise words. Wise, wise words. All right. Let's start from the very beginning. Back in the day, you were actually working at Hoyt's. Is that right? Yeah. So I worked at Hoyt's Cinemas. I started working there probably end of grade 11, started grade 12. I feel like grade 11, grade 12 are those kind of years that are quite pivotal in your life because mm. that's where you're doing your most kind of maturing and growing in like kind of the late high school years. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, once you're fresh out of high school, that yes. you're, you're an adult now type of thing. Not um, really. No, not, not really. I correct. I still like, don't feel like an adult. You, but you know what they say, like you turn 18 and like, oh, you're suddenly an adult. Whereas like you're 18 <laughs> and you're, you're the biggest child yet. 100%. Um, what I did over there, so my first year, I was just like a typical kind of cashier. Yeah. And then from there, we moved on to the kind of like a supervisor role. They called it a host back then. It wasn't any extra pay. It was like still the same thing. But like <laughs> you get more responsibility and you get chuck on your resume. When you're younger, I feel like you're more open to those opportunities because you're just like, well, I'm young. 
I might as well just pick up the extra responsibility and go from there. Yeah, for sure. And but like, this wasn't your first job, right? I guess because my family's owned restaurants for you know 30 years now. But yeah. it was like your first real job. It was like, my first real job outside of the restaurant. I feel like I didn't try as hard when I worked for the family. Which really? Is a, which is weird. Like I a weird thing really to say. Hard. Like mum would be like, go do this. And I'd be like, yes, mum. And yeah. I'd do it. But I think ultimately, like I didn't work as hard as I should have. I mean, your livelihood didn't depend on it. Like some no, people. no, exactly. Working for the house that yeah. I lived in, you know, the roof under the roof over my head. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, the wasn't, there wasn't any reward for it. It was just like, Yoshi, you have to come in. And I was like, mm, I could have just spent like three hours playing games, but here I am working at the restaurant. Okay. So mm. you worked for your mom's restaurant previously, um, and then you were a cashier and then you took on some more responsibilities and became a yep. host. Where where did you go from there? So from there, I would what happened after that was I started doing more managerial duties. So I ended up yeah. becoming the guy who ordered everything, made sure everything was stocked up, mm. um, yeah, doing all the stock take and things like that, which you know had its perks. Just you know, a little bit of a write off here and <laughs> write off here. Yep, I feel like an ice cream today. <laughs> Um, don't sue me, Hoyts. Um, don't even mention their name. Oh my goodness! Um, nah, it's fine. You just leave it in. They're not going to do anything. It's been so long. What the hell? Um, yeah. I rolled up opening up, and I was quite fortunate um, during that time period. I guess I was the front runner for it. For me, I guess back in high school, I wouldn't say I was the most like excellent student. You know, I didn't necessarily really have anything super going for me. I was like yeah. a, a very average student, getting B's and stuff like that. Nothing yeah. crazy. So there wasn't really anything there, but I think one thing I take a lot of pride in is my work ethic and, and just the way like I, I work, I think is personally my biggest skill and, and it reflects, you know, to this day. So always really grateful for kind of the upbringing that I had starting from the restaurant through that Hoyt's experience and getting that kind of life experience with the older crowd that I had to work with, how old I was at that time, which yeah. was, you know, 16, 17, stepping into a managerial role, which, which is, is like crazy, really, really honestly. young. Yeah. Um, and so going into that is just like, yeah, crazy, 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 crazy stuff. You know, I think that I also would agree that I think that at Hoyt's, it was your pinnacle turning point, right? Yeah. And look, I want to go ahead with your career path and kind of like see and explore what happened there. But I am more interested kind of like in your personal life and everything like that. That point and all that moment, you mentioned something to me back in the day that still sticks with me nowadays. And it's not something I feel like has taught me something, but it was just something that I was very surprised about. Yeah, I think I was around a very interesting crowd of people at that time. Um, And I I guess at that time period wasn't studying. I didn't necessarily have a goal in mind. And Mm. I was in a role ultimately that was fairly dead end. Like it didn't have much career progression from where I pretty much was. And yeah, I guess I was a bit stuck, a bit lost. Um, And I think a lot of people go through that, like kind of at that time period as well. Yeah, you moved up, but you've just been in the same place, the same people. Doing the same thing. Doing the same thing. And and I feel like a lot of people, like three years is kind of like that mark where it's like time to make a change. Let's let's do something different. So yeah, I went through a pretty big rut just in like my personal life as well, where I just, yeah, like I said, didn't have anything going for me. And... And you thought you were always going to work at Hoyt I, I, for the rest I, I of your was life. Like, I went through a phase where I was like, yeah, like, I'm content with working at Hoyt's for the rest of my life. Like that, and that's crazy to that say. That is what is, that, that was what I was trying to get at. I was like, yeah. that was the craziest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. You were like, what, 17? I was like 17. And I 17. was like, the rest of my life, you know, whatever, <laughs> however long I live, um, hopefully, you know, 80 years old or something. Oh, wow. Um, at the rest of my life at the cinema. I guess what really turned it around and like how lucky I was was back in 2017 mm. um so that was probably like the end of my first year of being a manager pretty much okay I took a massive uh group trip to Japan oh yes and so 
I was quite, I was quite unfit at that time. So, you know, I, I think at that point I was probably 120, 130 kilos. So yeah. like severely overweight. Like I'm only 170 centimeters. Yeah. Um, so severely. Oh, you, just, over- you gave yourself an extra two <laughs> centimeters, mate. <laughs> I, you know, really, really overweight for, for how tall I was. And so hanging out in Japan and traveling was a whole new world, I guess, especially like, you know, when you're that young, it's like, whoa, yeah. this is, this is nuts. Like I didn't realize life could be so interesting. Uh, in, in a way to put it like it was just like well it's a whole new world yeah it kind of um, like opened your eyes opened my bit. eyes a lot yeah. yeah and when i was in japan there was a big catalyst for me was i did a hike in japan on miyajima island okay um or I tried to do a hike i should say um <laughs> how long was the hike it was it was only like 25 minutes up to the summit like it was nothing right um and so essentially during that summit hike you took i took a gondola all the way up the last bit was only like 25 minutes long um but i couldn't do it i had to take multiple stops along the way I just couldn't physically do it. Like, I was just way too tired. No, but you reached the summit, didn't you? No, not in 2017. You didn't? No, not in 2017. So, 2017, I ended up giving up. So, who went with you at the time? It was only maybe two other friends. Yeah. Mm. And then I told them to keep going up. And at the midway point, there's like a little, like, there's like shops and stuff like that. Like, there's a few little things that you can kind of see around the the midway mark. Um, But yeah, I ended up stopping there and then they kept going up and I just waited for them down the bottom because I just couldn't. I couldn't do it anymore. And so that was like a big, wow, like this really sucks. Like I really wanted to hit the summit. Like I really yeah. wanted to see the view at the top because it's actually a full 360 view from, from the wow. summit. And you get to see all kind of the surrounding islands, the oyster farms and all those yeah. things. And it's really, really cool at the top. By the end of the trip, I didn't do the things I guess I wanted to do. And I felt a bit defeated in that sense that like, you know, I couldn't walk around for hours on end, things like that, just because my body would hurt or like I'd just be too tired. Yeah. And so that then kind of goes into my journey starting on 2018, where I kind of went through uh, a personal life journey of weight loss. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a huge thing for a lot of people. And it's nothing that I ever thought I would be able to accomplish. Yeah. Because, you know, when you talk to people about weight loss, it's such a daunting thing to do. And it's yeah. such a hard thing to do. It, it really um, is. And I like, okay, like, let's put it this way. It's like the new year, right? And every year my new year's resolution is to lose weight. Yep. Have I lost it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have like gone through like, you know, my peaks and troughs where like I'll be doing it for a good six months and I've lost a significant amount of weight. And then, you know, COVID decides to hit and then Mm -hmm. ruin my entire Mm -hmm. like life plan for the last two years. Feel that. Downhill from there. But yeah, like losing weight is such a hard thing and you definitely need a lot of discipline, you know, when you're getting into it. At the end of the day, I think what I've learned, so I've, yeah, as I said, I've lost a lot of weight now. So I'm about, I'm actually a bit heavier than I was before now just because due to COVID and putting on some nice little weight there. So I'm about Everyone. 82 kilos right now. But which isn't, initially... Which isn't terrible, honestly. Which is not bad. All. Yeah, which is not bad. Um, but initially I was 130 kilos all the way down to 72, right? So that was a huge journey um, that taught me a lot in the sense of how I should think um, and what the human mind is capable of doing, I guess. Wow. I think the biggest thing is like, it's just willpower at the end of the day. How yeah. badly do you want it? Yeah. And if you want it bad, then you can do it. Your why was really strong though. Yeah. I, I, my why, I feel like my why was a multitude of reasons kind of thing. Like it's all kind of collapsed into one. And then I took it super seriously, like mid 2018. And that's when it kind of all, all kind of unraveled from there. Okay. Yeah. And but, how did how did you kind of like get started on that journey? Like, what did you do? So, start of twenty eighteen, I started not necessarily dieting, but I started looking more so at what I was putting into my body. So, I wasn't kind of eating fast food anymore. I wasn't drinking soft drinks, so no more like Coke, Sprite, Fanta, <laughs> things that are quite literally just liquid calories. Yeah. Um, and they're just so bad for you. 
And I took that out for about six months or so until about June. And that's all you did? And that's all I did. And I lost about 20 kilos just off that. Wow. Um, So I think I went from about 120-ish, 125, whatever it was. I didn't weigh myself. I was too scared. I think at that time, like, you know, denial is such a big thing. It's like as soon as you confront yourself by putting yourself on a scale, it's like, oh, shit. Just off strictly just no soft drinks, no eating late, no fast food. Um, And it just shows you, like, the bigger you are, the easier it is to kind of lose those extra pounds. Yeah. And were you still eating, like, the same Yeah, my meals were still like super similar. So like I said, family's been in the restaurant industry for so long. So I'll be eating, you know, fried rice, hockey noodles. Yeah. Just typical kind of like carb heavy diet. That was always, that's always kind of remained. So for the first six months, you just cut out soft drinks and eating late and the fast food. What else did you do? Yeah. So next up's from June onwards. So um, I guess a pivotal moment in my life and one of the other kind of more major catalysts at that time for me to decide to lose weight was my grandma passed away. Yeah. And so that was, that was really big. Um, I think the biggest thing for me when I realized was my grandma was quite overweight herself as well. Mm. And I walked into the hospital um, when grandma passed out due to heart issues, but essentially she was on three different life support machines and just seeing her like just hooked up to machines to be able to breathe was like a full like wake up call. It was like, I don't want to have health issues to the extent that my grandma had. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to be a healthy person where I can live the life that I want to live and not have to worry about those type of things. Yeah. And, you know, obviously she was old, old age, a multitude of reasons that, you know, she, she ended up falling sick. Um, but for me, that's just kind of how I felt in the moment that that's not who I want to be and mm. I want to be better for myself. Yeah. But also for the people around me, I think that, you never want to see anyone in your family or anything like that have those kind of health implications. Yeah, and the struggle. Um, and the struggle like yeah. that. It's just not it's not worth it. And then randomly on like the 29th of July, like the end of the July, I had like a random epiphany to go out and go for a run. Like at in like, the middle of the It was night. like, yeah, like 11, it was like 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. Something oh like pretty God. late at night. And like my neighborhood is not lit up. Like it is, it is dark. <laughs> like I was yeah. like staying in anywhere that had like light. And then I woke up the next day, it was like 4 a.m. And I think my body was still on that like endorphins, the adrenaline yeah. from doing something with my body that it just woke up at 4 a.m. And I was like, man, like I'm up, like I might as well just go for a run. And so I ended up running about 30 minutes every day, which probably about like anywhere from like four to five kilometers. And That's a lot of running, by the way. Yeah. I mean, just did it every morning. It just came, came part of my routine. I did that for all of August. So for every single day, straight. every single day of August, I, I ran. And that was pretty interesting. I think it was a really interesting experience. By the time I came back from Adelaide where my grandma was and all those kind of things, I probably dropped down to about 92 kilos by the end of August. Oh, and that in was one month. In one month. Yeah. So I probably dropped like another 10 kilos in one month. That's insane. Um, and then I got real lazy in September. Like it hit the point where I was like, I couldn't run every day. Like I couldn't must up the energy to go run for in the morning every day. So I ended up doing like every second day, every yeah. third day. And then I realized, oh, I'm pretty lazy. I kind of don't want to really run too much. Um, <laughs> what's What else can I do to kind of lose weight while yeah. not needing to maintain a lot of exercise? Because um, it was getting a bit harder to lose the weight at that point. Yeah. Since, you know, I've, I've lost the easy weight. Now it's kind of to crunch time in, in terms of the kind of the going through the, the lesser kilos. Mm. So what I started to look at was what my diet was and what I was eating. And, yeah. you know, I was eating, like I said earlier, I was eating hockey noodles, fried rice, just really carb heavy stuff. And I started swapping it from really carb heavy stuff to still carb heavy stuff, but 
less amounts. So yeah. instead of maybe eating a box of fried rice, I'll have half a box of fried rice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And things like that. And trying to do more so portion control then change up my diet completely where I know that I probably wouldn't be able to stick to it yeah. because, you know, you just straight, oh, I just want, I'm going to eat salads from now on. And it's like, well, I don't know if that's really going to work out. I think I went through the portion control round and it helped pretty, it did a lot of work. Yeah. And it kind of taught my body that you don't need that much food to actually sustain yourself. You know, you don't actually have to eat copious amounts of rice to be like, have energy or anything like that. I remember that time though. I do remember you being like absolutely crazy about your diet. <laughs> um, I remember you came up to my house and you brought a box of like, um, kind of like vermicelli salad, but just the salad, right? Yeah, yeah. It was no vermicelli. It was just salad and Just meat. salad. And I was like, you right, mate? He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I'm going to eat for the entire day. And I'm like, this is so, not healthy. So like so September, it was like learning portion control. Yeah. And then like midway through September, entering November, I started getting a bit more intense and I started like following reddits like um lose it intermittent fasting <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. And it was just like a kind of like a new a new idea and yeah. that I never really thought about. Um so I got pretty intense during that period and pretty much what I was doing was I was having OMAD or one meal a day and that one meal a day would literally just be like chicken salad. Like it wasn't like a lot of food. It was yeah. like nothing. But I was having I was having maybe like eight liters of water a day. Like it was something crazy. I was probably like drowning myself in how much water I was drinking. Jesus. Um, I'd have water from like, I'd wake up, you know, go to work and then have water all throughout work, get home around like four or 5 p.m., have dinner. And then I wouldn't, and then I'd just, I wouldn't eat anything for the rest of the night. And if I did, it would be like bananas, apples, um, yeah. almonds, just like really small snacks just to kind of satisfy my cravings for the night and then yeah. wake up the next day. The thing is like, I... I just felt like it was a bit too extreme at that point. You know, I know that when you start working out, right, initially you're like, oh, like this sucks, whatever. But then as you start working out and you start seeing the results, you tend to eat a healthier diet because you feel like more motivated, I would say, like you're either more motivated or you feel like it's actually working and you tend to make lesser unhealthy choices. Yeah, I I would say like I wouldn't consider that diet healthy and nothing – I wouldn't consider it sustainable either. Like yeah. I, I was probably having like a thousand calories I a day. I wouldn't like, say a thousand. Yeah, days. like it wasn't it wasn't a lot. Yeah. Um, but like at that time, like weirdly enough, it it satisfied me. Like I actually didn't feel the need to eat more than that. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, and obviously it helped with the fact that my mind was just like lose weight, lose weight, yeah. lose weight, and that my goal was I need to, I want to be X weight type of thing. Yeah. So you know, I, I guess looking back at it it was quite intense but when i look back at also like how i felt in those moments mm. i didn't ever feel like it was hard if that makes sense like that's a weird thing to say like like i said the body is crazy yeah it, it does it does wondrous things and adjusting to that much food is something you can do apparently um, do you ever feel like it's hard now yeah 100 <laughs> percent. it's so hard now i, I my self-control back then was like top notch like i saw chocolate in front of me i wouldn't even dare now it's like I see chocolate and I'm like, shit, I might have four. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, I need a need a reel back a bit. Yeah, I agree. Because I think when I was in high school and just after high or just before high school, I went through a period of my life where I was 
so strict with my diet. I was eating celery and hummus. I was making my own chocolates and I was making my own almond milk and I was juicing every day and drinking like um, smoothies and stuff and eating oats. And I was literally like to the extreme of like health. And I was doing a hit workout every single day. Like I loved blogilates back then. Blogilates. Yeah, for sure. And it worked. It actually worked. And I was the thinnest that I ever was. But looking back, it was too thin right? Like I kind of went too extreme. Um, but not only that, I found it so easy back then. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this and it's going to work and it's going to be sweet. And I was able to stick to it. And nowadays, oh my goodness, you can't even see me like put carrot in my mouth, like raw <laughs> carrot, unless I, I, I don't know. I just don't have that self-control anymore. I think, I think we don't have the, we don't have the desire no, uh, I we, desire it. I'm just lazy is, as fuck. That's the thing. Like your desire doesn't outweigh your your laziness, right? Yeah. Like your desire is not strong enough <laughs> for you to want to achieve those things mm. anymore. Whereas back then it was like, you know, I've got to be, you know, blogilates, be able to do this whole entire 30 minute video of blogilates <laughs> without being like tired. It, well, it wasn't that. It was just, I need to, I, I, like, I want to lose away. weight for formal. I was like, I want to lose weight for formal. <laughs> and you know what was crazy? I still think, I still thought I was fat back then. Yeah, I think I think that's a mindset thing. Like, yeah. yeah, like you look yourself in the mirror and it's always like, it's never good enough. Never. Never good enough. Never. And mm. like, I find that, I feel like it's kind of like to do with our upbringing, you know, like that. Asian. Disappo- yeah. The Asian. That disappointed mother feeling of like, you're never good enough. And then so you end up being this person that just feels like yourself. You're like, you're never good enough, you know? And that sucks. I think, I think for me, it's gotten a bit better. Like, I think nowadays like i put on 10 kilos from where like i originally was yeah but i feel like it's not too bad and i've come to kind of accept the way that i look as well yeah whereas like i agree with you like when i was 72 kilos and on that health grind i still thought i looked fat yeah when like in reality i was actually pretty thin like i was a i was not like healthy looking i don't feel yeah and that's um, how i feel and about a lot of people commented like a lot of my friends commented like oh like yosh you're like you're so skinny now yeah and like it was like yeah it probably wasn't a good thing to go to that extreme yeah. so you know, new goals, you know, go to gym, work out, yeah. you know, four, five, six days a week and, you know, try and put on muscle, but also maintain a, a healthy, healthy lifestyle. lifestyle. Yeah, Correct. Not sure. to the extreme that it was because, you know, there were a lot of things that you kind of give up along that journey. You know, yeah. you don't go out and eat with friends. You're just focused on, on doing the diet stuff. And so, you know, you know, you don't really hang out with them. You don't have bubble tea, no bubble tea. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, there's a lot of, there's a lot lo- of calories. In bubble tea. Oh my God. Don't even talk about it. I don't even want to know. I, I get bubble tea. I'm like, I'm going to regret this, but it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. And I think that back in the day, I used to feel so anxious stepping on the scale, you know, and it's not like I was ever obese and I'm, I wouldn't even say that I'm obese now. Right. I just, I have the body of a God, a Greek goddess. A Greek goddess. <laughs> And if you look back on those kind of like statues back in the day, like the like depiction of like a woman's body is like someone who has like a little pooch, right? They've got their uterus pooch coming out and it's not like a flat, you know, supermodel Victoria's Secret Angels model body. And back then I used to feel really anxious about stepping on the scale. Like I feel like that number just had a really big hold on me. Mm. And nowadays I feel less so. I kind of like look at myself and I was like, yeah, this is who I am. This is what it is. Just go to the gym. Just go for that walk. You know, just walk the dog. Just go volleyball. Yeah. You know? Get some exercise in. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I feel like the number now is more just so an indication of where I'm at at my journey as opposed to giving me crippling anxiety and mm. making me feel so upset that I would cry about it. Like I would literally just like be in my room and just being like, I'm a fat fuck and just <laughs> cry. That's how I feel right now. Yeah. But like not, not to that extent. But not, yeah, but not like, you know, like self-demeaning, Correct. right? Correct. You're not like te- telling yourself like I'm the biggest piece of shit in the entire world agreed, because agreed. i weigh this number mm-hmm. and then I, like when i look back on it i'm like damn i'm even heavier now than <laughs> i was back then so what am i talking about how do i, how do I feel now yeah how do you feel now yeah. um but no i think like as long as you're working towards something you know i always think that if you complain about something you're never doing something about it that's probably the worst right agreed, agreed. you know and now i don't like at this point in my life, it's not like I'm not doing something about it. I'm just slowly changing kind of like what I do and my diet and things like that. And also it didn't take you overnight to get to where you are. No. So it's not going to be overnight for you to lose all that weight. You know, I wish it was. <laughs> I also wish it was instant gratification, <laughs> instant gratification, but you know, you're not going to go to the gym one day a week and then like for one Expect day. changes. Exactly. You're yeah. not going to be like, do I have abs now? Like, yeah. no, it's not going to happen like that. Well, abs are even harder. <laughs> My God, to get abs is like, got to put in work. So, yeah, you were saying that you, it was... The weight loss journey. Yeah, it was yeah, like November. Yeah. And at that point in time, I actually went back to Japan for a second year in a row. So wow. that's, that's always fun. And I went with a different group this time. Yes. Um, and that was actually... I mean, I guess it's my my second trip that I've been on. So, but yeah, it was my favorite trip, um, and that was a lot of fun. And I managed to overcome the hike. Wow! Uh, and so I think that was a whole feeling in itself, like yeah. that that satisfaction of coming back to the hike a year later, and not even not even feeling close to being tired by the time I got to the summit, and the fact that I had a more, enough energy to even go down and do the hike down. That's phenomenal. Um, so that was really, really fun. I did that all by myself because the others didn't want to do it. And I was mm. like, cool. Like, I'm happy to kind of do this by myself and, and just go along the hike and go. And then I was like, oh, do I want to take the gondola back down? I just want to walk back down. And then I ended up deciding, oh, fuck, I'm just going to walk back down. Yeah. And that was that was interesting in the sense that doing stuff by yourself is weird. Like, I guess, like, society has this weird thing about doing stuff by yourself, um, whether that's hiking, watching a movie, or anything like that. There's all the expectation that you kind of want to bring a, a friend along or someone along but to experience always, it with you. you always go and do the stuff like that. Yeah. So now, and I think that was probably like the beginning of it. Like my Japan trip in 2018 was like the beginning of me wanting and enjoying doing stuff by myself. And, and I think that that kind of all came from, from this whole kind of self-healing journey of losing weight, learning more about me and yeah. going, going through that. Wow. So yeah, that was a really, really good moment in... For me, just instant gratification of just conquering that hike was crazy. And then I came back from Japan and I was actually quite fortunate that I'd put on a kilo, I think, only. Okay. Um, After coming from Japan and like, dude, guys, you haven't been to Japan. You're missing out. (laughs) Like, the food there is nuts. I I, think I gained four kilos last night. Like, I I mean, you're eating like ramen, you're having sushi, like, you know, you're having pretty heavy stuff but, but like you're walking but you're walking so a lot too. correct i was like how did i gain weight so that's why i was so happy when i came to japan because i ate all the food i wanted to eat yeah and, and i only put on like a kilo after i came back yeah, and i nice. was super happy about that and then i continued along the journey pretty much so all of december i came back like end of november type of thing and then i had all of december and all of december like i was struggling to get past 80 kilo mark like it was so hard to drop 
below 80. Yeah. I have no idea what it was. It was like this weird mark. So I actually didn't drop below 80 until like early Jan or mid January. Yeah. So for like a whole six weeks, I just couldn't blow it. And I was still doing the same thing. Like I was still having like eight liters of water a day, one meal a day. Oh like goodness. it was back on the grind type of thing. Yeah. Um, but my body just wouldn't go below 80. Like I'd weigh myself every morning. I wouldn't go below 80. And I'm just yeah. like, what is going on? What is going on? And then like, you know, I did like the reading and I was just like, are people like you to plateau? Yeah. And you, sometimes your body's weird and it just, it holds more water throughout this period for whatever reason or yep. does this, it does that. And then... Yeah, one day I woke up mid-January and I weighed myself and suddenly I was 78 kilos. And you were like, I broke it. And I broke it. And I was just like, I was just like, what? (laughs) And like, this is why I'm like, the body is just freaking weird. Yeah. Like, it's just weird. Yeah. And so that was like, holy shit, I've done it. And then to get to like 72 kilos is where I think my my lowest weight was about 70. Um, But then I usually hover between 72 and 74. Like that was my constant kind of weight where I was at. And so I got to 70 kilos by like mid-February. That was kind of the end of the weight loss journey. And yeah, the things I learned along the way, the way that my lifestyle changed. Um, and to this day, obviously, it's still quite similar to what it was back then. Yeah. Just a lot less self-control. To be fair, though, you said that it took a long time, but your weight loss journey actually wasn't that long. You lost like, what, almost 60 kilos? I lost, I would have lost like 50 kilos. Okay. And what, it started, started 2018 and yeah. it ended... Start of 2019. So, so it would yeah. be a full year. And that's a lot of weight I to drop. I wouldn't say like, I would say that it actually got really serious in July when I exactly. went running every day. So I would say the majority of the weight, especially the heavier kilos to lose, the, sorry, not the heavier, the harder kilos to lose yeah. were, were done in like a yeah, six month period. Which is, um, which is crazy. Insane. Like looking back at it, like that much weight in that much time is pretty significant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it worked out. No, good on you. You did so well. And I think that that's what's so interesting about you is looking at you now, no one would ever know that. No yeah, one would yeah, ever have 100%. thought that you weighed like, I, you know, at your heaviest 130. I find it so fun to show people old pictures of myself because it's obviously like a, a really big pride moment for me. Like yes. it's something that I'm proud of on myself of for overcoming. And I think ultimately the weight loss journey is not something that a lot of people start because people are really scared of it. And, you know, I ended up getting it done and I got to where I wanted to be and it was nuts. I'm, yeah, super, super proud of myself. So every time at work and I'm like, oh yeah, like funny story. Like I used to be like fat as fuck, (laughs) like fat motherfucker. Do you ever just feel like, do you ever look in the mirror and just be like, what the fuck? So I think, I mean, I know we've had this conversation before, but- I still am not used to how I look in the mirror. Even now. To this day. And then the reason why is, of course, so I was fat from, I started getting really big in like grade two, grade three. Um, it's when like I started drinking a lot of soft drinks, like yeah. a lot of Coke, a lot of Fanta. Um, so I was fat for literally, what, grade two, you're like seven or eight years old. And then I didn't lose weight till 2018. So I would have been fat for at least 11 to 12 years. And those years, obviously, are the years that I remember most because those are the years that you, you kind of you're growing, you're going through that. Yeah, and you're using the term fat, but like, I feel like if we're really being honest, you were like obese. I was obese, hundred yeah. percent. I was like, I was obese plus plus. Yeah, like it was. I was a big boy. But yeah, I think coming coming from that, like to this day, it, it's still a bit weird. Like yeah. I said, like it's just you look yourself in the mirror and you're like, I still don't really recognize that person and so like i will catch myself staring in the reflection being like hmm, good bro good job bro like <laughs> you did good like in third person i'll be like you did good that's awesome yeah. that's so good oh i'm not God. sure if other people do that it might just be me thing 
Well, I think we'll end on that. I think that was a good note. But thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, it's always fun to come on, I think. Like I said, I, I just think that it was just such an incredible story just not to share. Oh, I hope that whenever this gets released, um, <laughs> that people learn something from it. I think for me, it's a really big point in my life. So I love it when I hear other people going through the journey or that people have gone through the journey. Yeah. Because it's just something that I can relate to at a really, really personal level but there's also a lot of people out there going through the same thing and hopefully you can find like a support group or support network that can kind of help you go along with it as well because you're doing great if you're losing weight you're doing great well thank you so much for joining us today it was fun it's always fun i love talking it's always fun to come on i think thank you for listening to another episode of not gonna mess this up we release new episodes every monday and you can find us on instagram TikTok, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts at Not Gonna Mess This Up. Well, we've lived it, so you don't have to. We hope you've taken notes because we're, we're not, not gonna mess this up. up.